0: ER Nurse Uncensored, episode number 7. How's everybody doing? Mike here. Um, I'm recording today on my porch. It's a gorgeous day here in Central Florida. A little breezy, a little nip in the air. It's a great way to start the new year. It's not scorched earth, blazing hot, enjoying it. Hope you guys had a good start to 2024. Uh, Let's see, today... Oh, by the way, let me say this too. Uh, a lot of great feedback from the show. Get a lot of uh, DMs and comments and stuff, and everyone's been so great. So apparently, this is resonating with somebody. I know it's not the most consistent show in the world, but you know, it's um, it's when I can get to it for the most part. But I'm, I'm glad everyone's enjoying it. I'm, I'm having a good time doing it, and I have some uh, listener-requested topics coming up in the next few weeks. So keep an eye out for that. All right. So today slash this afternoon. I kind of want to talk about an aspect of ER nurse that a lot of people don't really think about is the relationship between the staff in the ER and the guys and girls who are bringing people into the ER, EMS. Uh, I used to work EMS for a very long time, so I can speak um, quite candidly about this. You know, whether it be the fire department or private ambulance, whatever the case may be. There's a certain relationship that has to be massaged, uh, orchestrated, faked, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. Um, But I think that the biggest point of it is that it's important. It is because it dictates how everyone's day is going to go for the most part. And it does. Those relationships that are nurtured sometimes turn into people fucking. Sometimes it turns into people fucking and then hating each other. Sometimes it turns into people fucking and then getting married and having kids. Uh, a lot of times it turns into people fucking who actually end up cheating. So there's a lot of things, a lot of dynamics there. Um, tongue in cheek, sort of about that stuff, but a lot of it has to do with just with with the overall um, we'll call it we'll call it status between pre hospital and hospital. Now, also too, you have to know that EMS, our big thing is we're going to go to a place that one, there's, there's a couple priorities we check off. One is can I get offloaded quickly? I, I don't want to be here very long. I don't want to deal with you. I've already dealt with this person for 20 minutes. The whole point of me getting into medicine in the first place was 20, 30 minutes at the most. I'm done with this person. Get them off my stretcher and get the fuck out of here so I can go to Jimmy John's and pick up my sandwich. Two is do they have stuff there that I can get for free? Whether it be a Monster or a Diet 7-Up or a fucking burrito or a bag of Cheetos. Whatever it is, the thing that you desire. There are places that have this, for the most part, for free. Some of these places are absolutely fucking terrible. And they got hospital-grade you know, turkey sandwiches, dry as fuck. Maybe a string cheese and an orange juice. We might as well be like a Baker Act patient. Uh, it's the same same deal. They get the same shit we do. doesn't make us feel the greatest in the world, but there are some places that are super fucking elaborate. I've seen ones where they have an entire room with multiple coolers and they're, you know, the Coke machines that are just the slide open door ones full of shit, uh, you know, full on cooler with a whole bunch of food and fruit. And, you know, they have like hot pockets and nice roast beef sandwiches. I mean, they try to go all out, but the whole point of them to doing that is to lure you, which is also luring business, into the hospital. They know that these these hungry, underpaid motherfuckers are going to go somewhere they can get some free food. But at the same time, hopefully the patient has decent insurance and we can snag a bill on it, which is what the whole, that's the whole reason why they do what they do is because they're trying to say, we're going to invest, you know, a thousand dollars a week into food and beverages and whatever the fuck else these guys want. As long as they bring us more patients than the other places. And then I get to, wet my beak on all those patients who are now going to be admitted and blah, blah, blah. So that's how that works. So that's two. Uh, number three is, you know, as a guy, sorry to hate to say it, but you know, it's hot nurses, it's hot nurses, it's cool doctors. It's, um, something to look at also too. Like if the doctors are cool, not going to give you a fucking hard time about everything makes you a little bit easier. So now granted there are times we are regulated by the things that we, are presented with. We have to go certain places. Also to know this, if you work in an ER, there are times that we don't want to come to your place every single fucking time. But if it's not a high acuity and it's someone who's not dying or needs a trauma center or is a stroke protocol or whatever it is like, and you're just a community hospital, we're going to dump off to you, especially if you're a freestanding and you don't really have a, you know, you don't have, you're not holding the wall. uh, You're not, you know, you're not full up. We're going to come to you. We're going to dump off. We're going to go now that I've seen it a million times where I work in freestandings and that bites these guys in the ass because they go there a million times and they start dismissing all these patients as garbage. But these are the ones that need to be admitted. So then we have to hold on to them and they have to be transferred out by our internal transport people. And it becomes a fucking mess. So sometimes that's not the best, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, But you know, we don't want to be in your fucking face all day long, but we don't have a choice. (laughs) <laughs> these people call just like they show up on your doorstep they call down one all fucking day long and we gotta spread the love around a little bit a lot of it has to do with our convenience though it really does so that's a big part of it convenience are there hot nurses is there free food can i offload quickly is it close to the station this especially becomes a huge factor late at night after like 10 11 o'clock at night i don't want to have to be driving all over god's green fucking earth dropping off a patient to oh, i want to go to this one and it's like dude that's 22 miles away. There's, I'm gonna pass five hospitals going to where you want to go. I'm not doing that, and that's just up to them. But just know, any fire station that has a rescue or any EMS station that's around you that has a rescue within like you know three or four miles, anytime at night, unless they're really fucked up and they don't deserve or not or are not um, indicated for your place, they're coming to you. They don't give a shit. Get them off my fucking stretcher. Get them the fuck out of here. I'm done with it. So there's that. <clears throat> so let's talk about uh, freestandings real fast. Uh, I, I know it's not everyone's thing, but I think that's a it's a growing trend with having people working at freestandings because they're satellite ERs. They're trying to be feeders into the mains, So it does happen a lot. And EMS sees it like this: if it's someone who's low acuity, you know, we'll call it like you know, on on a, being a, an A through F, an A being someone who is totally healthy, no problem, and F being someone who's dead. Anything that's like a C or better, we're we'll bringing into a freestanding, and I don't really give a shit. They go, well, it's a chest pain, and they're going to be admitted for uh, you know, observation. I I don't care. As EMS, I don't give a shit. If it's a belly pain and you find that they've diverticulized, don't get pissed off at me because you did a CT scan, and you know they got a small bowel obstruction or whatever, now you have to admit them. Don't get pissed off at me. I can't bring everyone to a place that isn't you, so you got to suck that one up. And there's gonna be a lot of times where, you know, we don't we don't want to have to overload you with all these kind of like middle of the ground. Are they gonna be admitted? Not admitted type people. It's not really our fucking problem. If they if they can come to you, we're gonna to come to you. And I had so many fucking times, when I was in the fire department. I'd show up and they go, oh "God, guys, you know, this is going to be admitted." And uh I just don't understand why you keep bringing him here. It's like, "Motherfucker, where do you want me to go?" I can go to the trauma center, but here's the problem. They're going to get pissed off at me because like, "Dude, why you passed by three places to come to the trauma center with this 19-year-old who has, you know, reflux disease?" It's like, "Yeah, but you know, the nurse at the other place was going to get mad at me. It's like, "We can't we can't start doing this. We can't we can't. It's going to take it's going to be too long." of of, of fucking road travel to get through this if everyone keeps complaining about people showing up and not showing up and dropping patients off. It's just the way it is. Um, And don't get me wrong, EMS guys, if you're listening, girls, sorry, uh, you know, be fucking smart. Don't be dumb. You know, I've seen way too many times in my fucking career where these people bring in obvious stroke alerts. Listen, this guys I know this guy's shit-faced, but he's got a massive... You know, lack on his head and his, uh, you know, his got ascites and his liver's fucking huge and he's got yellow eyes. Like, dude, come on, you can't bring him to freestanding. He's gonna get admitted. You know that shit. Like, and once again, this is this is the kind of dynamic where it's like, do you want to be cool? And how's this relationship gonna go? And I know these people and they'll be cool with it. But here's the thing: if you lay the groundwork early through your career, whether you be on the hospital side or the pre-hospital side. If you lay groundwork early, and we're talking, you know, maybe a few months, six months, whatever it is, they go, oh, I know those guys on Rescue 67, or well, I know those guys from the ambulance company. Like, they're cool. Like, you can get away with some of these sometimes. Listen, I'm sorry. I, I was just, I just held the wall at Dick Fuck Hospital for an hour. I can't, I can't do it. I haven't had lunch. It's three o'clock. I need to, I need to get rid of this one. I'm so sorry. Like, if you create those relationships, it'll work, it'll be fine. But at the same time, you can't abuse it. And it both ways. You have to understand the hospital, you can't prevent people from walking in the door, you can't turn people away. We know that when you, but, but here's the thing, you can, you can sort of spread that out, they sit in the waiting room, they get triaged, they go to a room, you get to kind of not talk to them for a while, you do your vitals, you do your blood, you get done with it. These EMS guys, that's, this is the only thing they just got totally derailed from the entire day to go do this call, whether it be bullshit or not. And they have to go deal, but they can't just go, well, let me put you in the back here for 30 minutes and then we'll come back to you in a few minutes. Like, no, like they have to deal with this thing. They're going to have to go somewhere and drop them off and do a report and get a face sheet and maybe start an IV and God forbid they actually be sick and they got to put them on BiPAP or they got to give them a breathing treatment or they got to do whatever, like do a 12 lead This is like they have to do it now and they have to get rid of it. So I lean towards my sympathies, lean a little bit towards the pre hospital people. It really does. I'm sorry to say that, but it's true because I lived that life for a long time. And plus, a lot of these guys' shifts are, and girls, 12, 16, 24 hours. And yeah, I know nurses work 12 hours, but hey, I've been a nurse for a long time. It's pajamas, man. You're wearing pajamas, you're in air conditioning. You're chilling. You're on your phone. You're on Amazon. Whatever it is, like you do your shit. You're kind of fucking around. I know it's busy sometimes. I get it. But, you know, you do get your breaks. And like I said, you're in a controlled environment. You get a lot of help. EMS guys and girls, not quite the same. You're running your dick off all day long. You're going to be up all night long. If you're the fire department, you're also dealing with fire calls, your auto accidents. you're in your bunker gear, out of your bunker gear, Um, you're sweating, your balls are like plaster Paris between your nuts, and you haven't showered in 16 hours, and you're gross as shit, you already sweat through your clothes four times, Um, you haven't eaten anything, the station's a fucking mess, Uh, you're you're down five reports. I mean, these things tend to add up, and when it gets to be eight, nine o'clock at night, you haven't slept yet. You haven't got it, and, and you're just you're just you're just balled out. Maybe you're on a double. You could be on a forty eight hour shift, and and you know I tend to lean that way. That like, listen, I know this sucks, but you know, once again, don't be dumb. I understand being a little bit lazy, but just don't be dumb. You can be lazy, but not dumb. I know sometimes those things are not mutual exclusive, but you can be one and not the other. You can definitely be both, but. You can be a little bit lazy. I get it. Just don't be dumb. When it comes to the nursing side of it, you know, be cool. Um, Don't fucking hold these guys and girls, their feet to the flame every single fucking time. Now, if they're being lazy and dumb, then yes. But also be careful with that because I have seen a lot of people get burned by management going, oh, the fire department uh, captain called and said you guys are mean to them. And it does happen. I know. Sorry. Some of these guys are fucking pussies and girls are pussies and they can't handle the fact that you were like a little bit aggressive towards them. Listen, I get it. People are have shit going on. Listen, maybe going through a divorce or you might have, you know, you're fucking hungover in the morning and you got to deal with whatever. I don't know. I get it. Everyone's allowed a couple of passes. But as far as like consistent bullshit behavior, I just don't think it's going to work. So, get to know your people who you're going to be seeing a lot and to try to develop that a little bit, but but here's the key. Don't develop too much because this is a dangerous combination of people. Let's talk, let's 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 really talk about it. The people who do these jobs are a dangerous group. They're emotionally volatile, they tend to be a little bit screw loose, they're a little fucked up, um, probably like to party a little bit, a little bit reckless, maybe. Uh, These people are are excitement seekers, adrenaline junkies to a certain point, if you want to say it that way. But the whole point being is that sometimes these relationships turn um, hot. And, you know, there's flirting. And, you know, God forbid you be an attractive nurse at an ER. These guys are going to be hanging all over you. And I'm sure you've heard it a thousand times. And maybe you've maybe you've sucked a couple of these guys' dicks before. I don't know. And then the reputation gets around and people start thinking about you, like, hey, maybe I can I can um angle this one to get fucked. Who knows? But it does happen. And sorry, ladies, <clears throat> the reputation does get around. Uh not claiming any first hand knowledge, but it gets around. We know who's done what. There are no secrets. Um, everyone kisses and tells it happens, but these relationships can get volatile <laughs> and they can get hot and heavy and they can get they can twist out of control really fucking fast. I've heard every story under the sun about people, um, getting fucking finger blasted in a in a in a in a, in a, in a closet somewhere or a supply room. Um, getting fucked on the back of the rescue in the middle of the night. Like it fucking happens. It does hate to say it. Some of these people are married. Some of these people are married to people who work in the same hospital they do, but they're fucking the firemen down the road. And then he's married and he's got two kids or maybe they're quote unquote, you know, separated. It's a fucking mess for the most part. It's super drama. Um, <laughs> some of these people have illegitimate kids. Some of these people, um, lose their jobs. Uh dude, it's messy. Now, sometimes, you know, you hear a nice romantic love story that uh you know they uh you know both divorced and had bad relationships and but these people weren't in the industry and they didn't really get it, and this person gets me, and you know, after shift we're gonna go grab a drink, and that turns into seven drinks, and then you spend the night and and then you know, you may get together and get married and everyone's happy and great. It's a more of a rarity. I just think this is playtime for a lot of people. And you know what? I mean, if you're in your 20s and you're not married or maybe you are in a relationship or you're not married and you don't have kids or whatever it is, I mean, whatever. It's going to fucking happen. It's, it's kind of part of the deal. Like you're going to, this is how this relationship, these, these relationships become what they are is because everyone can relate to each other. And that's going to be another subject for another pod down the road. Is is the pe- are the people who who don't work in this industry who don't get it? And then, unfortunately, those people tend to be in relationships with people who are in this industry and they don't get it. And then that becomes animosity. Then it becomes competition. And then you're really starting to go down the rabbit hole of 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 the sickness that this can be. But when two people get it, they're sort of in the same ballpark. They're both 27 maybe they have a boyfriend, maybe they're sort of seeing someone on the side or they have an ex or whatever it is. And then the flirting starts to turn into text messages and then it turns into fucking dick pics and then it turns into this and then it's like, Hey, whatever. And then it just spirals out of control. It happens. It fucking happens. And I don't think you can really stop that train once it leaves the station because, um, that's sort of the nature of these people. There's a little bit of like excitement and like, Holy shit. And, You know, this guy's hot, this chick's hot, like, you know, it's just fun time. It really is legitimately just fun time. Don't be ashamed of it. I'm sure everyone right now is thinking about a dude or a girl that they've worked with that, you know, was a fireman or EMS person or a doctor or a nurse or a fucking transporter or who the fuck knows. that They regret. It happens. I mean, I have a few. It's... But you know what, it's kind of part of like, I don't want to say like the ritual of all of this, but it's a, it's a, it's a it's sort of a passage of, of, of the industry. You got to kind of get mixed up with someone you shouldn't, but you can't let it get out of control. I mean, like once again, if you're both married, you both have kids, unless you're going to, unless you're going to like fake your deaths and run away to, you know, St. Lucia and never be hurt from ever again, I guess. Great but otherwise it's probably not the best course of action so i'll just warn you against that i've seen careers get lost i've seen you know relationships you know kids get taken away it's it can be a real fucking disaster so just be careful but <laughs> in general enjoy yourselves be nice to each other understand that each side sucks i'm not taking sides i just i'll just summarize by saying I think that the EMS people have it a little bit more, uh, they're a little more stressed. They have a little harder during the day as far as maybe is the length of their day and sort of the complexity of their day that some don't realize. But at the same time, don't be assholes. Listen, the people in the ER are going through it too. Uh, You know, they're going through really bad staffing problems. They're going through management who fucking sucks and have no idea what they're going through and can give two shits and thinks that, you know, five boxes of Pizza Hut is going to make it all better and they can go fuck themselves. So understand there's there's conflict on both ends. We've been through a lot in the past, well, three to five years, but in the last 10 really. And the industry is not going to get any better that I see on the horizon on both sides of it. You know, people are treating EMS like fucking Ubers and people are treating the ERs like, like a minute clinic. So it's it's just a lot of stress and it's a powder keg. Sometimes that powder keg turns into, you know, just just pounding each other after shift, which sometimes is fun. You know, make sure you pull out or use protection. Sometimes it turns into people getting pissed off at each other and turns into fights and turns into divorces. Who the fuck knows? Like I said, it can spiral quickly. But anyway, the moral of the story is: be cool to each other. Try your best. Uh, if you guys get in a fight, if you guys don't like each other, that's fine, but try to not leave each other, you know, in, in, under bad terms, try to make up, try to be nice and, uh, everything will work out in the end. We're all on the same team. Okay. We're all on the same team. That's, that's really what comes down to, but, um, all right, I think that's it for today. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, once again, keep sending those DMS, keep sending. Your messages. I got a lot of stuff on the horizon. I got a full, I got a full packet of of subjects to go over the next couple months. So, um, but anyway, hit me up. We'll talk soon. Like, subscribe, share, and uh, be well. I'll see you.